By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. You are listening to Westplex 1071. Good morning, everyone. I am Shelly. He is Brad. Did I say that right, Brad? Okay. Anyway, um, if you want to, thank you so much for joining us today. And if you want to listen to us online, you can go to bsinthemorning.show. And this is the Trimal Cast. So we're, we're Trimal Casting on Westplex 1071, AM 1350 KRAP. Yes, that is crap. And KSLQ 104.5. This is the Trimal Cast. Your user cast. agreement sucks. What? Your user agreement sucks. That is the case in a lot of things in life, isn't it? Mice die in mouse traps because they think the cheese is free. Tonstoffel. Mice die in mouse traps because they think the cheese is free. I heard it. I was not enhancing the go. Thank you, Brad. And just so you know, that was not. I said it, but I was repeating a commercial I but saw But I had a problem TV. talking on the radios. Okay, Brad. Come out from beneath the microphone. I'm having a party. Want to come? I do. Did you turn me on? FA Mobile 317. But I had a problem talking on the radios. I don't know how to explain it. They're choppy. It's too big to send. Uh, Christy and Joe Horton, uh, ninth anniversary, and Hugh okay. Janus, turning okay. 10. Yes, happy birthday. Okay. Hi, Brad. How are you? <laughs> I had to play your favorite Hugh Janus one. I know. <laughs> did you hear my new Man ones? child. Did you hear my new ones? I did. I like the, You know who this is? This is our favorite senator, John Kennedy. You ready? Mice yeah. die in mouse traps because they think the cheese is free. He's talking about this was from the other day. This guy come. I don't know how he does this. If you watch the video of him doing this, he's not reading this off a script. This is just coming out of his head. Man, I'm I'm jealous of this dude. Uh, he's talking about what happens when you give stuff. You know, in other words, the whole the whole three point five trillion dollar. You know whatever the deal where the human infrastructure where they're going to give money away for this and money away for that and i've never heard the saying before but i'm thinking to myself when he says it just makes perfect sense mice die in mouse traps because they think the cheese is free yeah well the cheese is free but guess what happens the, the trap snaps on you and you're dead you know in which to a certain extent there's so much truth in that if you give you know if you give what it's like my stupid saying you know you know you know uh if you teach a man to fish Oh, excuse me, you can't say anything. You have to change that now. You, you teach a person to fish, or, or if, you, if you give a, a person a fish, they eat for a day. If you teach a person to fish, they eat for life. Which, you know, I have to tell you, so many things nowadays, it's to the point where I'm thinking to myself, God, does anybody, I shouldn't say, because there are a lot of people, hardworking people out there, but it just seems like there are more and more people that's like, eh, I don't know if I want to work anymore. I heard, I heard uh, yesterday, U.S. Air, uh, 
U.S. Bank, I think it's U.S. Bank, or maybe it's Bank of America, I'll have to check it, their new minimum wage, new minimum wage for anybody at the company, lowest person. I guess if you're like, you know, like your receptionist or you're sitting somewhere, you know, I mean, doing like not hard work, $23 an hour. Well, they're trying to get good quality people that are going to stay around. Yeah, but but the problem with that is, see, what's interesting about this is... And you don't think that the banks can afford that? I think the banks can afford $230 an hour. But, you know, once again, the problem on that is, is that when you and I go in there, the loan will now be, you know, 29% interest. That's you know, not true. Well, no, no, think about it. These, I am thinking about it, and that's not true. No, no, people that complain oh, about... People that complain about, uh, about uh, you know, well, the people aren't getting enough money. Okay, all of a sudden, overnight, if Walmart decided we're going to uh, pay everybody $50 an hour, it wouldn't be the cheapest place to shop anymore because of the fact that, that then it would become expensive because they have to cover those costs. I mean, what's amazing to me is so many people who talk about, who, so many people in government have never worked in a business. They've never run a business before, and they don't understand. That is very, you know what? we, The people that worked in private industry before they worked for the government know what it's like to be out here. Exactly. But yet most of and them... the people that work for the government that have always worked for the government, they really don't know what private industry is all about. Well, I mean, look, I'm not picking on Joe Biden. Joe Biden has been has gotten a, a, a public a, a check from the government his entire life. Before he was a senator, he was like a senator. You know, he was a senator. He was like one of the youngest senators ever. He was like 29 or something like that when he was a senator. So he's never really had a job where he's had to work in the public sector, in the you know the private sector, public sector. And not only that, I mean, to the point where where it's interesting because of the fact that if you equate it to your family budget, if somebody says, "Well, you know, why just raise the taxes?" Okay, fine. And there are people, a lot of people, and this happens all the time now, where people who are retired, who lived in their house, and especially in California, this has got to be a horrible problem in California. People who've owned their house for like 40, 50 years, maybe say, let's say they bought their house for like $200,000, like let's say 50 years ago, which was a lot of money back then. Now the house is worth a million and a half, you know, because everything's gotten so expensive. And all of a sudden, they have to pay the taxes every year. And if they're on Social Security and don't have, don't have much socked away, they can't afford the taxes anymore. You know what I mean? The real estate taxes every year, which I think is sad. But anyway, how do we get talking about that? You started it. You were very... Um, I just got another new one. <laughs> stop it. Oh, first break, about five minutes in. Okay. Oh, you started it. I love the way you said that one, too. Thank you, Brad. Oh, what are we doing, Shelly? We're on three stations. We're on the Trimal Cast. We're on 104.5 KSLQ, 1350, Crap, and 107.1 uh, uh, Westplex. And I'm trying to think, what station is that? <laughs> anyway, uh, it is a Friday morning. It is the, you know what's interesting? What? So far in October, we've only had the first day of the first Monday, the first Tuesday. Today is the second Friday of October. Wow. Because last, last Friday was the first October, first day, yeah. first Friday of October. You're absolutely correct. Boy, and I sat up all night thinking, well, hold on a minute. If last Friday was... You on, did what? I sat up all night long thinking about this. If last Friday was the first day in October, that means that today, because it was the first, 
That means today, because it's the 8th, it's the second Friday in October. Man, I, you know, and I thought to myself, oh my God, I got it. See the in-depth thinking I do for you the show? Always, you are. You, you are so deep. Man, there's all sorts of stuff going on. Weird world stuff, stuff like that. Um, St. There Louis. is, isn't there? Well, you know, okay, now I'm going to ask you a weird question. What's that? You spend most of your time in St. Charles County, okay? I do. On any given day, I'm all over the place. Yesterday I was in, I guess I was in, I was in four different counties. I was in St. Charles, Franklin, Warren, and St. Louis County. In four different counties, okay? And what's interesting is St. Louis County supposedly, and I'm thinking to myself, is there a mask mandate in St. Louis County? And like is when there? I no, who knows? I mean, you know, they pass it and then they get a, a, there's an injunction and this judge says no and this judge says yes. It's so crazy confusing. And now the the deal is this guy when we talked about who's that? Uh, what's his name? Khan, the guy who is the acting medical director in St. Louis County. They're investigating him, and now the investigation has been has been has been essentially put under wraps. Nobody can get the investigation. And, you know, we talked about this before. Because of HIPAA? Well, who knows? I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's this goofy thing called the Sunshine Law in the state of Missouri, but the Sunshine Law, and it was... That is true. Well, there was something the other day about some county where some lady was upset with the school district and wanting to see communications between the superintendent because, you know, this critical race theory, stuff like that. So uh, she said she filed a Freedom of Information Act or Sunshine Act, whatever it is. A FOIA? Yes. Well, it, it's different. FOIA is a federal uh, Sunshine Act. Is, is different in the state of Missouri. So anyway, it says in the, the, the act that if you file against like a school district, they can ask for reasonable costs to uh, come out and uh, you know do whatever you need. Like if you say you want all the minutes of all the meetings that have been between the superintendent and the principals, and they have somebody has to sit in an office and pull all that stuff up and put it through the copier and put it in an envelope and send it to you. This lady filed a sunshine request and they said, okay, we'll be more than happy to give that to you. It's seventeen thousand dollars in work. <laughs> you know, go like okay, right? Like who's going to pay that? And first off, they're already working. So why does it cost $17,000? You know, you're all, they're already getting paid. Is that the one where the fight broke out? Well, you know, the crazy thing about this is, the big controversy about this is now, we talked about this the other day, about the, the FBI supposedly investigating school board meetings. I mean, I don't get that. I'm, I'm just, I'm shaking my head thinking to myself, they're going to invoke the Patriot Act because parents, and who was it that said, was it you or who was it? I think it was you that said. Was it intelligent? It yes, it was. It was very intelligent. You said something to the effect that the school districts wanted people to, their parents to get involved in, in their education. Now they are. Now they don't want them to be involved anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, which, I said that. Which is like, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things you think about that. And it's like, God, that's so true. You know, whatever the superintendents, the principals, you know, the teachers, you know, we don't have enough te- uh, parents that show up for open house. We don't have enough parents that show up for, for uh, school board meetings. We don't have enough parents that show up for, for you know, uh, uh, teachers' meetings, things like that. Well, now you got tons of parents that show up, and, well, we've got too many parents that show up, and they ask too many questions, and they don't, they don't sit in their chair and be quiet. They want to know answers to things. Okay, and the problem with that is? Well, evidently, it's a huge issue. You know, Shelly, next break. I have to, I had a I had a a um, epiphany yesterday. An epiphany. An epiphany. An epiphany. Oh, what you know, is that? I'll tell you next break because we're running long in this one. I it, it just hit me in the head. 
It, I mean, I got hit in the head sure about. That wasn't me. No, Pop. no, I got hit in the head about ten times yesterday, and I thought to myself, "Man, this is an epiphany. Somebody's trying to tell me something." There's always somebody trying to tell you something, Brad. Yeah, I know. Six twenty-five. And if it's a man, I don't listen. If it's a woman, I listen intently. <laughs> Unless it's me, and then you have me on mute. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, not true for you. It is- By definition. An antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. True. I live, I listen intently because Shelly always comes up with an incredibly smart thing. And I said, I've said to her, I said one day, I remember off the air, you and I were talking off the air. We were on the air, but yet we weren't, you know, we're song playing. And I said to her, Shelly, what's the meaning in life? And she said, "And I would moon her." Okay, I get it. <laughs> I should probably do that now. You gonna moon me? Because her husband is being deployed, and she's not taking it very well. <sighs> so that's do we do we want to talk about that on the air? That her husband is being deployed. The whole situation. Do we want to talk about that whole situation? Explain what you're talking about, because now people are going like, "What's she talking about?" Um, she's posted it all over Facebook, so sure. Okay, 626. Okay. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 107.1, it is BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly, she's Brad. It is 633. It's going to be, what kind of a day today? What did Jennifer say? What kind of day was going to be today? It's going to be a beautiful day. Going to be a beautiful... That's what she said. She said, it. our meteorologist who went to school for four years came out and said, it's going to be a beautiful day. That's what she said, right? <laughs> that is what she said. Okay. So it's going to be a beautiful day. Temperature is going to be ideal and everything's going to be just hunky-dory, right? Whatever, you know, if you ever think about things we say, where did that come from? Hunky-dory. You ever think about that? You ever used that no. term before? Topsy turvy, I thought about, but not hunky dory. Okay, let me look at topsy turvy. Topsy turvy. I like topsy turvy because it's very accurate. Topsy turvy in utter confusion or disorder with the with the top of head downward, upside down. Topsy turvy. Uh, is there a where did that came from? Is topsy turvy slang? Let me look at that. Topsy-turvy, as with similar phrases like upside-down, refers to the side and bottom being interchanged from their usual places. Topsy is clearly an allusion to the top. It has also been suggested that turvy is an allusion to the turf, and that topsy-turvy means that one's head is on the turf. <laughs> who sits around and does those explanations? I mean, I mean, who sits around and goes like, I'm going to explain what topsy-turvy means. What was the other <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, how about hunky dory? Let me look at that one. Hunky dory, H O N K is. How would you H U N K Y, H U N K. Yes, H U N K Y D O R. Hunky dory. It's either okay. Y or E E Y. Okay, according to Wikipedia, hunky dory is the fourth studio album by English musician David Bowie. No, that's not what we want. That's not what we're looking no. for. H U H U N K. 
uh, God, remember when when he was such why when he was so controversial because he wore makeup and stuff like that. Now yes. it's like now if he were around today, people go, yeah, big deal. You know, like, so you got makeup on. We don't care. You know. Do you know that my um, my bonus daughter was in town, and she didn't know the difference between Boy George and George Michael. Well, you know, there could, there's an argument to be made that that there's some similarities there. Although, they're, really? Yes, they're both. There's only one similarity, and in... well, I be I believe if I'm not mistaken, aren't they both from England? Is Boy George? From, I mean, obviously George Michael is from England. I know that for a fact. But I thought Boy George was from from England as well too. No, I don't know the answer to that question. He got, remember when he got arrested? Remember that weird story yes, about I him? Yes, I do. And he had to he had to he had to do public service work, and he was like a street cleaner or something like that. Yes. And then what's his real name? Boy George. He got me interested in stuff like that. You you send me on these crazy tag. Uh, his real name is George Allen O'Dowd. He was born in '61. No, is uh, yeah, English singer, songwriter, DJ, fashion designer, photographer, and record producer. He was born in. Um, oh, this is weird. His other names he's performed under. Uh, are you ready for this? Angel Dust. And Jesus loves you. Okay. That was that was the names he's performed under. Angel Dust and and he's born in Bernhart Barnhurst, Kent, England. Uh did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So well, but see, that's how you can get confused on that. They're both English. And there is a huge difference between Boy George and George Michael. You know, one of my There's all... a huge difference between Culture Club and wham. You know, can I tell you a weird story? Oh, of course. One of my all-time favorite videos, which to me is just incredibly well done. Is father the, figure? Yes, the the George Michael father figure. Yes. I mean, once again, it's ADD Brad because it's like five minutes long, and to me that's like a long movie. Okay, it's going to watch five minutes worth of you know something. I don't know if I can keep my attention focused for five minutes. I talked about that on the air, I don't know, five or six years ago, and a guy called me up and said, I'm in that video. A guy who lives here in the St. Louis area. I think a guy lived in Washington and said, I'm, I can't remember his name. I had it written down somewhere. And he, I, go, I go, how are you in that video? And he goes, I was, he, was in, he was in New York, the video shot in New York. He was in New York, and there was a, there was a call for extras for a video shoot, and he didn't know what video it was. And at the very end of the video, there is a scene where this girlfriend, this girl who has this obsession, if you, which is sort of interesting. You don't know if, if it's really an obsession or if this is all in his head. You know, he's, Is he, it live or is it memorized? Right. He's, he's constantly chasing this woman. He's sort of like, you know, stalking her. But yet mm -hmm. you think that certain things in the video that it's sort of like, Okay, is it really stalking, or is he really having a, a, a you know a relationship with her? You know, what's the deal? Anyway, the very end of the video, she's a fashion model, and she's walking down the runway at some fashion show in New York, and there's a shot, and the guy sent me the picture, and he circled his face on it. That's me. He's in the quote-unquote audience at the fashion model shoot at the very last scene of that father figure video, 
And sure enough, it's him. I mean, there's no doubt about it because he told me the whole story. He was in New York on business, blah, 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 blah. You know, heard on the radio that they were doing this shoot. They didn't know. They didn't even mention it was Boy George. Or not, not Boy George. George Michael. See, I even get it confused. They didn't mention on the air that it was, uh, you know, they just said, hey, there's a, there's a, a, a extra cast. Now, you know, now nobody's getting paid, but if you'd like to be one of the extras in this video, report to blah, 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 and there was an address, and it was some warehouse or something like that that they had, like, mocked up as, like, a fashion show. They had a runway, you know, like, built with, built with like, you know, temporary, you know, like the main the way they do it, where they, those things you knock down, you know, the portable stage kind of dealies, and they had the right. runway, and, yeah. and, they, and they had a bunch of people, and the, the thing is, they had, uh, and he said there was one thing where you, you could be one of the photographers, and and they gave out cameras to people. They just said, "Okay, you get a camera, you get a camera, you get a camera," and <laughs> that was the the deal. And people and she comes down the runway, and it's a and and the deal is he's like off to the side, and she comes out strutting down the runway, you know, very confident like the fashion models do with the walk that I still don't understand. I've talked about it's this called before. Called the stomp. No, no, well, they they cross their feet over. You know what I'm talking about? It's, yeah, they stomp. But but what they don't like, like for example, if you looked at like you and me, if it was snowing outside and we walked out to the mailbox, you know, to get our mail, you'd see your left foot's on your left side and your right foot's on your right side. When the fashion models do this, they cross over so that they're they take their left foot and their right foot and goes on the other side of their left foot. You know what I'm saying? And then they stop. No, they don't stomp. They just had this they weird... They do stomp, they, Brad. I'm telling you. How do they you. stomp? Well, I mean, but what do you mean do they stomp? <laughs> how do they stomp? The, is, is... When they cross over, they stomp. They put extra pressure on there because it... <laughs> I, never mind. Continue. What does it do? What if they put Never extra mind. Pr- NM. You know what? I, I was to one fashion shoot, and one of the fashion models came up to me. And she was like, every time she was on the runway, she'd like, you know, look at me very carefully. And then when the show was over, she sought me out in the audience and she came up to me and she said, I'm having a party. Want to come? I go, no, I got to get to White Castle. I'm hungry. I got to get to White Castle. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, this guy was in the the, the video for George Michael. And sure enough, it was him. And I'm thinking to myself, isn't that an interesting story? I told my... It is an interesting story, actually. I told my crazy, weird... Uh, story yesterday at my meeting, which I did a very bad job at, uh, at my prospectors meeting, my leads group meeting, I told my uh, um, my my weird story about being in the uh, publisher's clearinghouse prize patrol. <laughs> oh, did you share that one? Well, I got asked about that, you know, because they ask before what? you give. Why bef- did they randomly ask that about you? One of the, you know, when you before you do oh, your that's presentation, right, that's right. they ask you a bunch of questions, and one of the questions is, what is someone? What does what is someone in this, uh, tell us something in this, in this room, or tell us something that no one in this room knows about you. And I said, I was in the publisher's clearinghouse, prize patrol. Everybody went. And what's funny, one of the ladies, Liz, Liz Stemley, yeah. she remembered the, the, the winner. Because when I started telling the story, she starts, she starts like putting her arms up like she's putting a towel around her. And I looked at her and I go, you know this, you know the vo- one, don't you? Because the story was the publisher, the publisher's clearinghouse video I was in was this lady actually ended up on Oprah because she came to the door 
most of the time, you know, they have, you know, here's the publisher's prize, you know, publisher's clearinghouse prize patrol. And they show up at some doorstep. And so, like, some 900-year-old guy comes to the door. I'm so happy I won. You know, and he's got, like, his toupee and it doesn't fit right. And, you know, and you see, like, his house looks like a mess inside. Um, <laughs> am I painting the picture? Anyway, this uh-huh. this woman was, like, 19 years old and was a knockout and was in the shower when the publisher's Price uh, Publishers Clearinghouse, Price Patrol, knocked on the door. She gets out of the shower, and she comes to the door in a towel. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> that, was the, that was the one I was on. And Liz remembered that because it was like, it's like I say, it was a big deal because the lady was on Oprah and, you know. But there's a scary side to that story, too. What's that? Well, the scary side, it wasn't her that was supposed to get the money. It was supposed to be her mom. But her mom was a nurse at a nursing home. This, 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 was in, this was in Louisiana, Missouri. Her mom was a nurse at a nursing home, and she worked the day shift, but somebody called in sick. They did that back then. Somebody called in sick, and she had to work a double. So we literally you know, were like knowing, not knowing what to do. So the producer who was with us called New York, the advertising, what do we do? And the crazy thing came out was that they hire a private detective to follow the winners around before they give the prize out so they know where they'll be. They know their schedule. They hire a private detective to tail the winners. Can you believe that? Before they know they're, they're, they're a winner. So that's how they, su- quote-unquote, surprise them. They know that, like, well, on Monday, you know, they go play they go play Canasta on Monday, so they won't be there after 2 o'clock on Monday because their Canasta game starts at 3. And at so Tuesday... So I, I guess when... I get that little feeling on the back of my neck that somebody is following me or looking at me. I could be one of the publisher clearinghouse winners. Either that or it's a Real Talk 93.3 listener who's stalking you. One of the two. Uh, You're funny. (laughs) 6.45. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Westplex 107.1. You know, I don't play that song hardly at all. I love that song. Summer Days, Martin Garrix. There's another one. Martin Garrix with Macklemore. Okay, Martin Garrix is the producer. He doesn't sing. He doesn't play an instrument. And he gets top billing. And Macklemore is, you know, the, uh, you know, what is the thrift shop dude? You know who Macklemore is? The thrift no. sh- You don't know who Macklemore is? No. He did. He did the thrift shop song. That's what put him to fame. You know. You remember he did the what? the thrift shop song? Just remember the thrift shop throt. I can't talk. The thrift shop song. No. You don't know that song. I don't. You really don't. I really don't. We used to play it. Maybe that's before you were on with us. Anyway, what I like about yeah. that song is, I'm going to say something. And this is Brad the nerd. You know. And I'm not saying I notice this and most people don't, but I notice this most people don't. In that song, they use slap bass. You know what slap bass is? I do not. Normally, you know, like if you watch uh, the Seinfeld show, the theme music that they have? Yes. The guy who plays the bass guitar, instead of just hitting the string, like pulling the string, like plucking the string, he hits the string with his thumb. And it creates like a percussive sound like where you hit the string with your thumb and it like has like a percussive sound and then the note afterwards. It's called slap bass. 
Is that like clickbait? No, it's not like clickbait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, see, that's Brad the nerd. Matter of fact, here's the definition. Slap bass is a popular technique often used to funk music, but in reality it's just a different way to hit the string. Often just called slap, this style of bass playing involves slapping the strings with the right thumb and popping with the right hand fingers, giving a percussive characteristic to a note sound. It's it's really... See, I'm the kind of guy that I always feel sorry for the bass player because no girls ever like in the front row, oh my God, the bass player, I, I want to go home with him. It's, That's not accurate. <laughs> it's true. It's always the lead no, singer. No, it's not. It's the lead guitarist who's out there, like, you know, shredding his guitar and down on his knees and, you know, doing the, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and you know, all the women in the front row, oh, my God, half my baby, half my baby. And the and the bass guitarist will go like, hey, man, how about me? I'll put the bottom in. We don't care about you. You're the bass guitarist. We want the guy who's, that's what we want. Or the drummer. No, nobody cares about the drummer. Absolutely, he's, they do. He's in the back. Nobody cares about him. Oh, they care about the drummer. Have you ever trust there's, me? They care. There's about the this video. <laughs> Someone sent me this video, and it's got millions of views, and it's for real. It's Gene Simmons not playing as Kiss, and it's not that old of a video. It's maybe about four or five years ago, and he was someplace in Sweden or Norway or something like that playing a concert, and the very last song. Someone says to him, so apparently there's somebody in the audience all night long that keeps holding up a sign that says, he wants to play drums with you. So Gene Simmons engages this guy, and it's, it turns out he's 15. And they bring him up on stage, and he talks about, you know, they interview him. And it wasn't it wasn't a setup. It was for real. And he's a young kid, and Gene's like, you know, you can see Gene's sort of like, okay, what kid, you know, what do you do? Well, I'm a student. <laughs> what do you do? I study, you know. So... They get him up back, you know, on the, on the drum kit, on the drum riser, and he just kills it. I mean, he's like 15 years old, and he's just, and, and they even ask him, they, they don't even tell what song they're going to play. Apparently, he's like a big Kiss fan, and he knew all the Kiss songs. And uh, was Christine 16, I think, is the song. And, he, and Gene Simmons, because you've ever seen Gene Simmons in concert. I mean, Gene Simmons looks like he's totally would rather be somewhere else you know when i've seen videos of him before not as kiss but like when he's just doing like a concert as gene simmons you get the impression he's like you know i could be sitting at home watching tv but i'm here playing bass guitar and he plays bass guitar as well too i'm here playing bass guitar with you you know what i'm gonna play about 20 songs and i'm gonna go back home you know what i mean he just sort of seems like he's disinterested so this kid could be high well that's probably what it is too this kid knocks it out of the park I mean, this kid's amazing. I mean, I'm going like, this got to be a setup. And, and, and he knows the song. There's, there's only one part where he screws up and Gene stops the music. And he goes, no, 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 no. You have to do this on the hi-hat. And he goes, he's, you know, Gene says that. And the kid says, okay, try it. And they say, okay. And then they play the guitar riff leading up to that, leading up to that point. And the, guy, and the kid screws it up again. And Gene, no, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. You got to do it like this. And then he has the drummer, who is the actual drummer, you know, motions to him to go over there and like and cue him. Okay, we're gonna do it again. They start the song, you know, again. That's about two thirds of the way. Blunk, blunk, blunk. And then the kid goes, "It's cowbell." I think it's cowbell or hi hat. Dunk, 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 dunk. Where they stop the music for like a second, and then the cowbell comes in, or the hi hat, or go back and look at it again. Dunk, 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 dunk. And then they finish the song, and the guy just nails it. That's the only mistake he makes in the entire song. I'm going like, God, I told you the story. 
I always wanted to be a drummer. And my mom used to always say, you can't be a drummer because all the drummers, you know, they're all they're all on drugs. Buddy Rich, he's a he's a druggie. You don't want to be called a druggie. He's a drug user. He's a he's an addict. That's what she said. He's an addict. You don't want to be in drum. So then guess what? My brother wants to play drums, and he gets drums. Matter of fact, at one point in time, my brother had two sets of drums, and I got zip. But you know what I do have? What? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I've got I've got my drum, and <laughs> I showed my mom. Can you hear that? Oh my God, the riff that you're doing is just amazing. <laughs> mom, that's for you. <laughs> and I'm not a drug addict, Mom. I'm a little Debbie's addict. God. You are. <sighs> you know, I was going to talk about something second break. and This is our third yeah. break. I didn't talk about it. Let's talk about it next break. And, okay, now I'm going to ask you this, and I want a sincere answer. There's a situation with Shelly's daughter, who is pregnant and and essentially, her doctor told her any day now. Essentially, right? Any day in October wasn't that what he said? Um, or near the end of October? Yeah, her due date was October thirty first. Is October thirty first? End of October. But um, it's a week by week thing. Yeah, so it could come anytime. Essentially, because she's um, she's not feeling well. Well, so it could it could literally happen today, right? I mean, it could conceivably could well, happen today. It could, but um, she's going to the doctor every week. And they're doing stress tests on the baby and stress tests on her and yeah. Okay. So it literally could be every time she goes to the doctor, she has to pack a bag because she be she could be induced that day. Yeah. So in other words, any day. Okay. Yes. We'll talk about what's happened with that next hour. And um, once again, I'm gonna ask you on the air. It's okay to talk about this, correct? Well, she's posted it on Facebook. Okay, so if it's on Facebook, it's okay for her to talk to talk about it. Matter, matter I fact, would think so, yes. When Shelly talked about the fact that she went over to East St. Louis and uh, was beating up uh, people in the streets in East St. Louis, she posted that on Facebook, so we can talk about that as well, too, right? Yes, but you have to be on the DL. <laughs> okay. They can't know it was me. 658. Peace. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 107.1 with Shelly doing background vocals there. <laughs> I'm doing background vocals. Absolutely correct. I'm sorry. Uh, remember we, we talked about that song, what was it? two, three weeks ago, that the new Rolling Stone uh, magazine top 100 songs of all time, that song's like number 10. Is it? Yes. Remember we What's talked number about, one? Uh, Respect by um, by Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin? Yeah, Aretha Franklin. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. I think that was really? what it was. I know it was Aretha Franklin song. Yeah, top 100 songs. Okay, do a little homework here. Uh, we talked a couple breaks ago about, you mentioned that, who is it that you... You, someone you know that can't tell the difference between Boy George and, and George Michael? Yeah, my, my bonus daughter. Okay. Um, and I said that, remember, I was reading Rick, Wikipedia, and he was in the group Jesus Loves You. Uh-huh. I'm going like, what in the world is that? It was a group that was in England between 89 and 92, and he was the lead singer for Jesus Loves You. And then he also performed under the name of, what did I say, Gold Dust or something like that. Uh, some weird angel stuff like. dust angel dust angel dust that's what it's like god 
bizarre, weird stuff like that. Um, okay, we took care of that business. At our, this is our fourth break. At our s- first break, I made the comment that I had one of those days yesterday where I thought to myself, what am I doing? I did my presentation to my leads group. That's why I left early on Thursday. We have a group, a great group of people in Washmo, uh, all small business people get together twice a month. We do first and third uh, Thursday. As a matter of fact, if you'd like to be part of our group, it's an excellent group. There's great people in there, excellent business people, um, and we pass leads back and forth. And we try to help each other. You know, if someone has a problem, we give their suggestions. If someone is in need of something, sort of like um, like ICAG, sort, sort of a deal like that. If you know what ICAG is, you mm-hmm. know what you know. What I I know I know a guy gal. Is that what it is? Anyway, yes. So I gave my presentation. And, and we rotate around, like there's like probably 25 people in the group. So in other words, like probably once, once a year, you get to do 10-minute presentation on your business. And quite honestly, it was probably the worst presentation I've ever done. And I left Why do you say that? You didn't give me any specifics. I just sucked. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean to the point where I invited, I invited a guest. I don't know if I told you this or not. No, you didn't tell me that. I invited a guest to... Uh, to be there, Senator who is John, that? Senator John Kennedy, who's Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana. Oh, whatever. And after I took him out to my car because I, you know, I was taking him back to the airport, and I said, I said, John, what'd you think of my presentation? He looked at me and he said, "Always be yourself, unless you suck." And I go, "No, now come on, come on, now how, how did I do?" And he said, "It must really suck to be that dumb." So I thought to myself, I didn't do a very good job because John just tore me apart. <laughs> anyway. I came away from that sink thinking to myself, maybe it's my time. Maybe it's my time just to stop doing what I'm doing. Maybe it's my time stop to do something. It. No, seriously. Maybe it's my time to just do seriously, something else. Seriously, stop. You know, there comes a time when athletes say to themselves, I can't do this anymore. I can't hit the ball over the, the center field fence. I can't throw a 100-mile-an-hour fastball anymore. I can't run to first base without having cramps in my legs. You know, that kind of stuff. And you go like, it's time to retire. Remember, I told you that story. I can't remember who uh-huh. it was. It was like. So, what would you do if you weren't doing this and you hung up your microphone? What would you be doing? What would I be doing? Uh huh. Um, you know, I think I'd become a pro- process- professional protester, where I just go around the country and, you know, like, hey, you want me to come and protest? Hundred bucks a day. You pay my expenses, and I'll come and protest for you. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever you want to protest, I'll show up and protest. No, I don't know, but it was just one of those things where I walked away from Well, it's one of the things that you're going to have to prepare for, isn't no, it? No, it's one of those things where I Because wa- you never, ever thought that you were going to be retired, and now you're talking about it, no, and I'm not you're not ta- even prepared for no, it. No, I'm not talking about being retired just to the point where it's just like I didn't do a very good job, and I'm, I, I was mad at myself. Don't, I mean, is so that... So you're w- talking about throwing it all in because you sucked at a at a... Whatever a presentation, I yeah. Bec- well, I mean, I, I you know, I have to do one of two things. I have to either say, okay, Pick your big girl panties up, dude. Okay, maybe that's what I should do. But that's that's one of the two things. One of the two things should go like maybe I should stop doing this. The other thing, well, you know, maybe I need to work harder at this. And I'm not trying to say, you know, there's some people, you know, in our business we call. I it's I heard it in other people. It's called mailing it in. You know, I mean, you know, you're, you're not really working hard. You're, you know, you know, people like that. Oh, every, this this will be fine. You know, and then you meet the people who are like the craftsmen. You know, the guy who, like, you look at, like, you know, he's done some work. He's done, like, finished carpenter in your house. And you go, you walk in, and you go, oh, my God, it's beautiful. And he goes, 
yeah, but look at this. I made a little, mis little mistake over here. I can't see anything. And I didn't cut this quite right. Oh, it looks beautiful. You know what I mean? He's like beating himself up for no reason because... Yeah, kind of like what you're doing right now. Well, I really did suck yesterday and it bothered me. Did somebody come up and tell you you suck? No, I actually got So this is just purely speculation on your part. You know, normally, you know me, I can... I can stand up in front of a group of people, and I'm never afraid of doing that. I mean, that's one of the fears Correct. I don't yes. have. You know, they say the number two fear, number one fear is fear of death. Number two fear for most people is fear of public speaking. I've never had that fear. And, and it's been, been weird for me because I have had fears. I told you about my fear of heights, which I cured by rappelling off the side of buildings. Yes, you did. I mean, I, I was, because I was, I'm telling you, if I watch a movie, and if I watch a movie and someone's like standing on the edge of like a building, I'm going, oh, step back a couple steps. You know, I mean, that's the way I am. But yet, and I was always like that. And once again, I was a helicopter pilot at one point in time, and I had this fear of heights. But it was different when you were in a helicopter. But when you're standing on the edge of a building and you're, you know, 300 feet in the air and you go like, oh, my God, if the wind blows the wrong way, I'm off. Ah, splat. You know, that kind of thing. Okay? Yeah. And... I guess it's been nine or ten years ago when the first time I did the Four Seasons Hotel with Over the Edge with the, uh, the um, um, who are the people again? Remind I'm sorry? Me. See, my mind's gone. The Special Olympics people, okay? Yes. I did that on purpose because, A, I wanted to do it to raise money for Special Olympics, and I did it because of the fact I had this fear of heights. And I don't, I, I don't know if I told you the whole story. Bizarre, the bizarre part of the story was I'm standing up they 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 took a break for a lunch and they were only using one rope at the time and okay and after lunch i came back and i was going to use the rope for the first time since they used it like earlier and in the meantime a wasp had started building a wasp nest on one of the arms where the rope was hanging so i stand up on the edge of the building they have me in you know i got my harness on the whole bit they stand me on the edge of the building and as they move the rope it bothers the wasps and they swarm around me so here i am standing 289 feet above you know, laclede's landing in downtown st louis mm -hmm. on the four seasons hotel building yes it was 289 standing 289 feet above the ground with my toes hanging off the edge of the building and i have wasps swarming around me i think myself which you are allergic to which i am allergic to did they have an epi pen at the bottom no but but they're swarming around me i'm thinking to myself ain't this great i come up here to clear to cure my fear of heights and i've got not only my fear of heights but i've got wasps swarming around me that could sting me in a minute and then i would like go into apoplectic shock what do they call it epileptic shock or bradelectic shop shock and i, I can Brad go like electric shock <laughs> well, i don't know bes whatever Best. so so anyway so for my my friends and business partners in the prospectors in washmo yesterday i apologize that was not my best and if you give me another chance see i'm not going to retire if you give me another chance i'll do it better the next time how's that you will one of those things. It is. One of those things. Okay, now, let me paint the picture for Shelly and her daughter. Shelly, and stop me if I go too far on this, okay? Okay. I know Shelly's daughter. I think she's a wonderful woman. And I have sure. tremendous respect for her because she has, to me, she seems somewhat fearless. 
She is. She's, yes, she is. She was a paramedic, and she worked in North City. Okay, first off, she's seen things that most of us will never see, and quite honestly, most of us never want to see. She's seen all sorts of people, you know, being injured in car accidents and injured in industrial accidents and injured in, in you know, and, and people who were, when she arrived on the scene, were dead and she brought back to life, correct? Am I kidding? Yes. No. No, okay. you're, you're absolutely correct. Okay. So, she's been shot at. She's been right. spit on. She's been urinated on. Right. She's, she's right. fearless. Right. And she, every time I've seen her, she always has a smile on her face because I think she does. Because I'm, th- I think when she sees me, she goes, oh, "This guy's so goofy looking. I'm just gonna smile at him." <laughs> right? Isn't that what she says? <laughs> kind of, in in, in yeah. so many words. Okay, so she's pregnant, and she's never had a baby before, but she's had. Nope. And can we talk about the MCs? Is that okay? The what? MCs, Miss. Oh, she just had a hard time um, getting pregnant. Right. So she's like eight plus months pregnant. Yes, she is. Her husband, who is a good dude, uh, is a is a hero in one respect, in the respect that he is a firefighter. And in another respect, he's in the Air Force Reserve. Correct? Correct. And he's like way up there in the Air Force Reserve. He's like, is he an officer or is he like a senior NCO? Uh, I don't know the answer to that question. He's a fire chief for I, one. I know, but but is he is he like an officer or if he's like a master sergeant or something like that? I you, I don't know the don't answer know. to okay. that. Anyway, he has and he's been in the reserve for quite some time in the Air Force, right? He has. He actually was active duty and then he went reserves. Okay, he was in the Air Force full time and now he's in the reserves. Okay, so once Correct. again, thank you for serving our country, Chris. Thank you very much. Okay. He's in the reserves. His wife is pregnant. His wife, your daughter, Tiffany. And what was it, two weeks ago? He gets the notification? Uh, no, it, it was, it was, it's probably been a month. A month or so gets the notification that yes. he's, he's going to be called to active duty. Yes, he is being deployed. And not in the United States, halfway around the world, correct? Yes. That is correct, yes. Halfway around the world, literally halfway around the world. And now they're saying he could possibly ship out on Monday, right? Right. And today's Friday, so that means he's got the weekend, and then he's gone. Yes. And he's got his wife, who is eight months pregnant, and he's sounds as though, unless she gives birth over the weekend, that if he is actually activated and jumps on a plane and takes off to parts unknown on Monday... He won't be there for the birth of his daughter, correct? Correct. Harper Faye. Already got a name? Oh, yeah. What'd you say? Harper's Bazaar? Is that what it was? No, Harper Faye. Oh, <laughs> you named her after a magazine. Okay. So how's your daughter taking this? She's not She's not taking it very well. Um, she's... She's. She's been in tears ever since she found out. And um, she's got high blood pressure now because of it. And so she has to enhance her calm so she doesn't put uh, stress on the baby. 
So enhance her comms so the doctor says, don't have anything to do with your mother. Is that what the doctor says to her? <laughs> when, There's probably When her mother comes over, she goes, oh, mom, go. She gets all upted, uptight. That's what my daughter does. My daughter gets uptight every time she sees me. I see her like once a week. Anyway. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. So, and I don't know if this is proper way to say this, but a a request has been made to delay his departure, correct? Correct, yes. And the request was denied. It was, it was, uh, over, yeah, it was basically ignored. Essentially, to request, I mean, he's not saying that he won't go. He's just essentially saying, can't this wait until my wife gets birth? Yes. And the commanding officer, whoever is in charge, essentially say, so sorry, we can't allow that. You have correct. to ship out on such and such a date. And we feel sorry for you that you won't be there for the birth of your daughter. But you know what? You're in the military. And when we say go, you got to be wheels up. Right? Well, that that's, I don't know if that's what they said to them, but that that's actually very true. Right. Right. Well. I mean, when Uncle Sam calls you. Right. Exactly. You go. Right. And and I get it. That's part of what, you know, you know, I told the story about my father. My father worked for, I guess, four years to you know, pay for he was he graduated from high school, worked as a machinist for four years because he wanted to go to Washington University, saved up all this money. And he gets his first semester in Washington University. And he's one week away from finishing his first semester at Washington University and he gets drafted. And he even said to the draft board, you know, for World War Two, he said, Can't you guys wait a week? Nope. Sorry. Report tomorrow to I don't know where it was, Fort Leonard Wood or something like that. And bang. And he lost his first semester in college. And when he got out of the army in 1945 actually in 1946 because uh, he got out on Christmas Day 1945 and didn't start school until the fall of 46 um, he started from scratch again he got no credit for the first semester he took and lost his money didn't get any credit because he didn't take the finals all that kind of stuff so when they call they call and you get it you know once again if like you're you know somewhere in the military and all of a sudden, we get attacked by somebody. You can't say, hey, I'll be there in a week. No, you got to be there today, right? Yeah, you can't say, oh, I still have to get my nails done. No, you you go. So how's he taking it? I think he's in um, the mode where he needs to get a lot of stuff done in a short amount of time. So, do they have any idea of how long the deployment's going to be? Prepare for. Oh, you just cut up there. What'd you say? I'm sorry, sir. I said you. You just cut up there. The this connection went bad there for a minute. I said, do, does he have any idea how long the deployment's going to be? Uh, if it, they probably do, I just don't know the answer. So it could be. I've, it, I've never asked. It's not like a week. We're talking months, correct? Yes. And it could be maybe a year. I don't know the answer to that question. Wow. I, I prefer not to say. You know, the sad thing about this is so many people don't realize the sacrifices that our military people go through. and The military and their families. Well, exactly. And not only just the active duty people, but for example, your son-in-law is, is a reservist. And my dad was in the reserve for, God, 36 years. He was in the Army for 40 years. Four years active duty, 36 years of reserve. And there were times as a kid when I was growing up, my dad was called up to active duty. I told you the weird story about my dad ended up in Detroit during the riots back in the 60s. Didn't I tell you that? I was like 13 or 12, yeah. 
12 or 13 years old, and there's these riots, and my dad comes home and tells us about how they, they, didn't, have, they didn't have a barracks or anything like where they're in Detroit. So they put them up in a hotel room, and they made sure that the hotels had, like, high windows. In other words, the windows were, like, the bottom of the windowsill was, like, at least a couple feet off the ground. And they were told to sleep on the floor because there were people firing bullets through the windows of the hotel. This is my dad, under fire again, you know, was in World War II, in combat many times, three bronze stars, three, you know, uh, little, they call the, the V Valor things, you know, was all over the world. Here he is in the 60s in Detroit, you know, and he's putting down riots. And I remember he was gone for like, I don't know, six weeks or something like that. It was, it was, it was a fair amount of time because normally he was a reservist. They do their, they do their two years, their two weeks every year. And then he would do a weekend a month or something like that. But he was gone for more than that. I know he's gone at least a month. And and my mom, think about this. Back in the day, there was no internet. There was no way for me to find out. The only thing was, I remember watching the, the 530 network newscast, like on NBC, Huntley and Brinkley, and watching what was going on in Detroit, thinking, my, my dad's there. They're shooting at my dad. You know? And how many kids... Are have you know parents you know mo- nowadays moms and or dads who are in the military or undeployed you don't like okay is my mom over there at that airport in Afghanistan is my dad over there is my dad you know my dad's a, a if my dad was like special forces I don't know where my dad's at because he can't tell me is he you know uh, you know deployed in Iraq or Afghanistan or, or Tajikistan or whatever you know I don't know. I mean, and here in the St. Louis area, we've got the Air Force Base over there uh, in St. Clair County, Scott Air Force Base. And, man, those people are all over the world because that's the, the MAC, the Military Airlift Command. And you know what? We talk about this, and you don't really realize it, until it comes down to something like this where it hits you personally. And not even, you know, I'm just like, I'm not even in any relation to your son-in-law or your daughter, just that I know them. And it's like, God, this is sad. It's weird. It really is. She's pretty devastated. Yeah. Well, I hope things go well. And you know what? Tell I do too. Thank you for that. Tell her this, that I'm a four-baby a four baby veteran. I was in the uh, room for all four babies. My first one was the worst, where my son was born dead. And that's a whole other story. Um, and if she needs help, you know, I'm, I got somewhere I got my official Lamaze class graduation certificate that I graduated from like Lamaze class. They don't even call that anymore. What do they call it now? Didn't you say there's a new name for Lamaze it? Lamaze class. No, they don't. What did they call it? Yeah, we talked about that. Because you said something to your daughter about Lamaze. She goes, what? And birthing you, class birthing or something class. like that. That's right. Lamaze. It's like, it's Lamaze. I'm like, are you going to go to your Lamaze class? Mom, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> right. She's a nurse. <laughs> Well, it's called birthing class. Birthing class. Yeah. And you know what? I, I will give you a one word, a, a, a sentence of, of 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 wisdom. What's that? They never have birthing classes for non non birthing people. That's not true. <laughs> because the non birthing person needs to be in the birthing class. <laughs> I was kidding. I hope you pick up on that. See, you're much smarter than I am. I I don't know how to respond to that. It's true. Because you know my motto. You know what I say. Yes. You know what I say. Because you know, I'm a woman and I have boobs. <laughs> you said that. I didn't. <laughs> you know what I say about women. Yes, I do. <laughs> no. <laughs> I say the same thing that Joe Biden says. So, and he does it so well. There's not a single thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Not a single thing. 
And I mean that sincerely. 726. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Westplex 107.1. And you ask Shelly what she thinks. Oh, and it's screwed up again. See, I should retire. I just screwed that up. Stop it. <laughs> I should. <laughs> anyway, hold on. i got to stop this. Okay, I was going to say. Here we go. Hold on a minute. It's not working. I should retire. I'm just going to get up and give up now. I'm done, Shelly. Today's my last show. Well, you're going to have to tell me how to run the board because it's not mine. Well, you know what Joe says. There's not a single thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Not a single thing. So if I know how to run the board, you know how to do it better, right? Uh, I just don't want to push the wrong button because you never (laughs) let me play with the buttons. Ooh. I'm like, what does this do? And you're like, don't touch that. There's another good I'm, well, one. What about that? Nope. Don't touch that either. There's another. I don't do that. Yes, you do. I do not. Okay. You absolutely uh, do. We talked about this earlier in the week, and we had some fun with this. We had a couple listeners who sent us pictures, <clears throat> and they were pictures of their dashboards, and we need more dashboard pictures. Uh, yep. We have new equipment on both stations on both. We started with 107.1. Now we have it on 104.5. KSOQ went in on Wednesday night. It's our RDS system. And if you have, excuse me, I'm turn my mic off. Okay, much better. Okay, if you have a newer car which has a, the display radio, and some of the newer cars just have one display, it's like everything. It's like, you know, the con- control console that turns on your heater and all that kind of good stuff. We would like to have you send us or send me a picture of your dashboard and what it looks like with the radio on, because we now have our sponsor, GoPez. Uh, Pez Pest Control and Pez La- Landscaping, and their their motto is their hashtag is Go Pez hashtag Go Pez, and their web address is GoPez.com. That's P-E-Z-Z, G-O-P-E-Z-Z.com, and that and it's hashtag G-O-P-E-Z-Z. We would like to have pictures of that because we're putting together a, a, sort of like a little portfolio to show how we can help you r- uh, grow your business by not only advertising on the radio but putting it on the dashboard in people's cars. So yes. if you are in the KSOQ listening audience, uh, Franklin County, St. Charles County, Warren County, West St. Louis County, and you are driving a car, and the newer car, the better, because the newer cars have a better displays. And quite honestly, and not that I'm being snooty about this, but the more expensive the car, the better to display. Right, Shelly? I, I don't I don't know, because my uh, Lincoln, that the, my Precious that I just turned in, for um princess that i'm now driving she uh well that was a 10 year old car too it was a 10 year old car but it had a really good display yeah but your new new car is even better it is new it is right right i feel bad because precious was so good to me right that i'm really enjoying this new car right so so we would love to have you snap a picture of your of your dashboard just the display and you can text it to me at 314-280-8880. Once again, 314-280-8880. We had fun with one of our listeners, listener Steve, who was texting me pictures. And then we're talking about him on the air, and he's listening to the air, and he's texting us back. It was sort of fun. And he had, what was his, a 2018 Explorer? And what's interesting about this is the, when, we're, when we're selling this to clients, every radio is a little bit different. 
Some of them, it is. Some of them have the, the scrolling display you know, at one point in the screen. Some of them have the static display. And what's really interesting about this, there's two fields. There's what they call, if I want to get really technical, what they call the, the PT field and the RT field. The PT field is the one that scrolls, and the RT field is the one that is, is, uh, is, is static. And on some cars, you have both of them up at the same time. On other cars, you have to push a button to pull up the other display. And matter of fact, I just got one. Hold on a minute. Here's, let me take a look at this one. Let me take a look at this one, see what it looks like. Um, oh, pretty cool. GoPez for landscaping pest control. GoPez.com, 636-698-5752. It says adult hits, 104.5, 104.5. And it says, Shelly is amazing. Fire that Brad guy. Whoa, how'd that get on there? That's not what it says. <laughs> Stop it. So, You're such a goober. That's what it says. What it, it is not. That's what it says. Uh, so so if, you, if you wouldn't mind sending a picture of that, because we're putting it into portfolio, and essentially what's interesting about this is that we're thinking about upgrading this even more because there's a company that's come out. Shelly and I have talked to these people. Well, actually, they haven't returned our calls because they know we're not big stations. We're not big stations. They don't really care. They don't give a poop about us. But there's a system which will do this like automatically. Some stations have it where whatever the song that's playing, you know, comes on the radio, you know, comes yes. on the display. Um, this company does all sorts of interesting stuff. Like, for example, it takes your blood pressure. It takes your heart oh, it rate does not. and puts it on the screen. If you're a guy and there's an attractive woman walking down the street, it automatically texts you her her phone number. And the same thing if you're a woman and you're walking, you're driving, and there's an attractive guy walking down the street, automatically texts you his phone number. If you are by a Domino's Pizza that's having a two for one sale, it automatically orders two pizzas for you, and they deliver it to your house. It's got all sorts of neat things on it. Matter of fact, it's got the really interesting thing. It's got the ATM thing where instead of having to go to the ATM... You can give to the disc jockey fund. <laughs> right. The Mike Monkey Fund. Right. Instead of... What's sort of cool about this is it has an app that comes up on your radio screen, and you hit the ATM button, and you open up your trunk, and your money's there. It's pretty cool. It's a really neat system. I'm liking it. <laughs> You've got the money in your trunk before? Have you gotten that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> Before in Precious, I couldn't fit anything in my trunk. Why was that? <laughs> because it was stuffed full of stuff. Did you just carry stuff around? Well, my office was my car. Can can I tell you something that happened to me just this past weekend? I left in one of my cars, I left my window down, cracked just a little bit, and it rained. And you know what was sitting right underneath the window? Little Debbie's. Your daughter would be proud of me. I've got a really good first aid kit that I put together. Not one of those little crappy ones that's got like two band-aids and, and some iodine in it. I mean, I put this one together. I bought the case online and what I did was I did the smartest thing in the world. I put all the supplies in baggies. I bought these Ziploc baggies and I put one of those desiccant packs in each of the baggies. So I've got all my small bandages in one pack, you know, one baggie with the desiccant pack in there to keep them all dry. And the case that all the little baggies were in was like soaked but all the little baggies were just wet and because i had them sealed and because they had the little they didn't even get like any condensation inside so all my first aid stuff even though my case got soaked all my first aid supplies are in good shape is that amazing or what 
Is that that's the, pretty amazing. Is, I mean, is that is that something? I think it's adorable that you actually carry a first aid kit. I got one in each of my cars. <laughs> the problem is, who, but it's come in handy. Who uses them the most? I use it on myself. <laughs> no, you had that first aid kit when um, Q2's kitties or Q1's kitties um, decided to take a pound of flesh when we were taking them to the re- rescue. That's right. I did bandage you up, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yeah, I had a first aid kit there. Okay, that's right. You know, I and, and you know what I've had in my car, which I don't, and I should, again, I've had a fire extinguisher fire in my extinguisher. cars for years. And I've never put out my own car, but i put out several other people's cars. Is that weird or what? No, it's just a Brad thing. Well, no, it's it's sort of a Boy Scout kind of thing. You Dude, know? you carry a pneumatic hammer. You sat there and you changed somebody's tire for them. <laughs> It was an ear impact. I'm like, and, and it was almost expected. I'm like, do you see those people over there? <laughs> that was that was. He's one like, of... yes, and I'm like, you're gonna go help them, aren't you? Um, and Shel- he's like, yes, I am actually. Shelly and I used to have an so office. He walked over to his car. He got his pneumatic ham, pneumatic, not hammer, pneumatic. It's an impact wrench. Well, an impact wrench. Here, yes. No, let, let, people got to understand the story. Shelly okay. is hell on I'm offices. I'm not a great storyteller. We've had three offices in St. Charles County. We've kicked out all three offices, okay, because of Shelly. We, we got kicked out all three offices. offices. So our office now in St. Charles County, for the time being, is a gas station. Should I even give the, where the gas station is? No. Okay, I won't mm-hmm. give the gas station. And they have a little outdoor dining area where you can sit outside. So they her, do. her and I have our sales meetings there. She'll call me up and go, hey, let's get together and so-and-so. We go over pres- proposals and presentations. Correct? Am I kidding? Uh, this is a true no, story, right? No, that, that's, so, that's where we meet up at. It was back in the spring, wasn't it? And we're sitting there, and there's some poor guy in the parking lot with a flat tire. He pulled off, you know, wasn't near the gas pumps, but he's off on the side of the lot. And he's like grunting and groaning trying to get the lug nuts off of his wheel. Remember? I mean, and he's going, I do remember. Right. <laughs> I mean, doing that. And you hear the wrench go, you know, and he's not getting anywhere. So I just stood up and I said, I'll be right back. Am I kidding? Is that actually what happened? So That's exactly what happened. I, I go over to my truck and I get out my impact wrench set, which has, you know, the 18-volt battery and the whole bit. And I walked over to the guy and I go, hey, can I help you? And he goes, what do you got? I go, I got an impact wrench. And he goes, yeah, knock yourself out. So I find which socket is the right socket, 13-16th, I think it was, in his car. And I take the lug nuts off like in 20 seconds. You know, yep. yow, 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 yow. Like, that one like, grunt. Like, I'm like the NASCAR guy, you know, taking the nuts off the, the wheel yes, in the pit yes. stop. You know, you know, yow, 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 you know, like that. And the guy's just like, wow, man, thanks so much. <laughs> He'd been grunting and groaning for like, it was like 10 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, we were watching him. <laughs> and I felt sorry for the guy. And I thought, oh, God, I'm going to go help the guy. So Yeah, you, you did good, huh? I did my good deed that day. And then the guy, you know, hey, man, do what I owe you. Well, so thank you so much. Nothing, man. It's just my good deed for the day. You know, Pay it forward, brother. Right, right. Help somebody else out. You know? yep. So how many other people carry an impact wrench with them? You know? I know. <laughs> I mean, exactly. <laughs> because, and you know why well. I do that? Because I almost got killed when I had the blowout on my truck two or three years ago in uh, south of Springfield. I was going to Springfield that Saturday morning. Remember I told that story or, where my, oh, tr- yeah. my tire yeah, got stuck, that well. stuck on my truck. I couldn't get it off. And I, you know, you know, never used the jack before. You were sitting there doing it in the middle of a traffic lane. No, correctly. I was not on the, I was on the shoulder. And the goofy story was I had a blowout and I'm driving up to Springfield and I was in the fast lane. I was passing a truck and boom, just like that. I go, oh, I got to go over the shoulder real quick. Got over the shoulder 
and you know never used the jack in this truck and it was brand new jack and never been used before and it was a pos jack and a pos uh pos uh you know wrench you know like the crappy little wrenches they give you and and i get it's got six lug nuts i get off all the lug nuts off and then i can't get the stupid wheel off the wheel had rusted to the brake rotor in the front it was a left front and i'm like i'm on the right shoulder i'm on the left front and as i'm like trying to you know kick it and hit it and the whole bit like that one point in time okay i'm gonna grab it's on the jack i'm gonna grab the top of the tire i'm gonna pull real hard and i pulled real hard and my finger slipped off and i fell into the traffic lane i like Mm -hmm. took a couple steps backwards and fell into the traffic lane a northbound 55 and a lady almost hits me (laughs) so i'm going like this is i bet she soiled herself (laughs) i think this is not going well so I'm thinking to myself, what do I do? I'm in the middle of nowhere. I mean, like, you know how once you get north of, like, Edwardsville on 55, it's like yeah. being in... It's like, being it's like in, driving through Iowa. You know, like, it's like in Kansas. It's as flat as a board and there's nothing. You know, you can look, you know, one way and there's nothing. There's It's just flat as a board, nothing but farmland. So I got like, oh, what do I do? And I'm thinking to myself, I don't even know who to call. I mean, you know, I'm 60 miles from St. Louis. So I think, oh, dial 911. So I dial 911. And, you know, Illinois State Police... I go, yeah, I'm on uh, northbound 55, and the lady says, dispatcher says, are you driving a white pickup truck? I go, in fact, I am. And she says, are you north of the Farmersville exit? I go, yes, I am. And she goes, we've already gotten a couple calls on you. We were almost hit by a a lady in a car, and she freaked out and called and said she almost hit you. I go, yes, that's me. (laughs) So state trooper shows up, and what's funny is state trooper shows up, and a guy jumps out of the passenger seat big dude makes me look small but he's in plain clothes and he's not a young dude he's like older than me and he walks up to me and he introduces the you know the trooper walks up to me and talks to me for a minute and then this guy comes over and talks to me and i go are you with illinois state police he goes no i'm the chaplain <laughs> i'm going like you come to minister last rights for me because i almost got killed by that lady who, hit, who almost hit me when i fell off the the tire and he goes, no, no, it's just coincidence. He says, I ride. He says, I, I'm the chaplain, one of the chaplains for some of the state trooper districts over here. And he says, I ride with some of the officers from time to time. So That's kind of neat. So the officer says, well, you need to donkey kick it. I go, I've tried it. So he tries and he donkey kicks it, can't get it. And then the, the pastor, you know, donkey kicks it. He can't get it. So finally, I had this brilliant idea. I think to myself, I'm going to take one of the tires, the spare tire, and I'm going to roll it. And, and strategically roll it against the sides and roll it like from six feet away so I can roll it and put some speed on it and have it hit the side of the tire and make it, maybe break the tire loose. So the state trooper gets out and his, his self, physically, he gets out and, and stands in the right lane of northbound 55 and is motioning cars to move over. So he's like in, in the traffic lane. Cars are, you know, he says, go ahead and do it. So I'm standing in the right traffic lane. I roll the tire and the first time I miss and I hit the bumper. And he sort of laughs. He says, try again. So I go and pick up the tire, and I roll it back out in the traffic lane, and I roll it real hard, and I nailed the back side of that tire, and bulk tire fell off. Like, damn, I got it. So they stayed with me while I put the new tire on, and away I went. So that was my day. I'm almost getting killed on northbound 55, changing my and tire. And yet a chaplain rolls up. <laughs> Just to let you know that this is <laughs> another life that you have. And he says to me when he leaves, he says, he says, he says, I hope your day's better and I hope you don't need me anytime soon. (laughs) I'm thinking, yes, I hope the same thing. 
Thank you so much, sir. Anyway, it's 747. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 Crap, and 104.5 KSLQ, all part of the Trimal Cast, and we do the morning show. It's called BS in the Morning. You can check it out, bsinthemorning.show. Shelly, it's time Brad? for you to open up the confessional, okay? I'm sorry? Open up the confessional. I have to make a confession. Okay. Okay. Shelly, I have sinned because yesterday I listened to NPR for a while. You just couldn't. You just couldn't. <laughs> take it could you <laughs> and believe it or not they were not talking about sexuality pronouns or uh, how donald trump should be uh burned at the stake they were not talking about any of those things um <laughs> oh that reminds me you know telsey gabber you 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 know your love oh my god uh she's actually on fox news she was, I heard an interview with her the other day. If you don't know who Tulsi Gabbard is, is she still is she still currently a rep or is she, is she not a rep anymore? I don't know the answer to that um, question. I just know that she was on Fox News last night. And do you know that they all they did was rip Joe Biden? Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, let me think. Is she still, if you don't know who she is, she was born in a very interesting uh, background. Um served as uh, yeah she's not in anymore she served as u.s can representative wise second congressional district from 2013 to 2012 elected in 2012 she was first she's the first hindu member of congress and also the first samoan american voting member of commerce in early february 29 she announced her candidacy for democrat blah 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 um she's still she's like a colonel in the air force now do you know that i mean in, in the army i did not know that oh uh, she's uh, yeah, United States. She's uh, she's been all over the world too. She was in, I believe she was. They talked about she was like one of the first, one of the first serving members of Congress who was in who was in combat. Um, yeah. Anyway, she, she was elected to Hawaii House Representatives age 21. She served in the field medical unit of Hawaii Army National Guard, deployed to Iraq from 2004-2005, was stationed in Kuwait from 2008-2009, and she was Army Military Police pl- Platoon Leader. Wow, she's badass. She was Vice Chair of the Democratic National Committee from 2013-2016. She resigned to endorse Senator Bernie Sanders for the 2016 blah, 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 blah. Gabbard supports a two-tier universal health care system, blah, 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 blah. On March... 19 she dropped out and um and and withdrew from a u.s house re-election race during her presidential campaign and was succeeded by Kay kalali on january 3rd 2021 so she's no longer in the uh, house of representatives so she's on fox oh, I'm News. sorry she's as a woman give her a one to ten she's about a 9.5 <laughs> that's what i say and yeah not only that she's smart yeah, she's, she's well educated. She's smart. She's attractive. She's got beauty and brains. And she's a soldier. She's still in. She's still in. Yes, the, uh, and she's she's uh, saving our country and uh, protecting our country so that we can sleep with both eyes closed. I, I and to, listen to BS in the morning. I'm trying to think what her rank is. I think she was a captain. I think she got promoted to mil to major now. Da, 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 da. Let me read the whole thing. Um. Gave it the children uniform. Oh yeah, she got in trouble with the National Guard because she did she did something in her uniform and they didn't like that. Uh, bah, 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 bah. It doesn't say what her rank is. 
uh, education, political career, political personal life, orange, and you know. Anyway, I I believe that she was a captain, and I think she's a major now. Can, can I tell you something also that's so, so weird? You know what? I I don't have a TV, and I haven't had a TV for years. I have TVs, but I don't use them as TVs. I use them for like, you know, security monitors and stuff like that. Okay, I use them for computer monitors. Mm-hmm. I got hooked on Bosch, the Amazon Prime series, several years ago. Oh. No, seriously. Yeah. I mean, and those the, Amazon movies are intense. Well, those if you, series. If, if this one is, it's the longest running uh, series on Amazon. And if you know the story, it's um, was written. the The books, the original books, were written by Michael Connolly, who writes all sorts of stuff. He's the guy that wrote Lincoln Lawyer. He's really good. Does a lot of police drama stuff. And the final season, season seven, was uh, came out early this year. And I watched a couple of the episodes of season seven, and I didn't like it. I thought to myself, you know, I'm not going to like this. I maybe watched three or four episodes, and I thought to myself, some of the characters were doing some weird things. If, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, I didn't like the fact that Jerry was in trouble. If you know who I'm talking about, Jerry Edgar. Spoiler who was, alert. Well, I think everybody knows that. and and I don't know that. Well, Jerry was was Bosch's partner. And Jerry had a situation back in season six that changed his life. And he's had some problems. And he was, he was a good detective. Now he's not so good a detective. Anyway, I didn't like that. I felt bad about it. And I couldn't watch the rest of it. I watched like the first three or four episodes of it. I thought to myself, I don't like the way this is going. I, I, I agree with you. I, I like mean, it. I don't know about this specifically because I've not watched the series. But there are series that I don't I don't like where the plot is going and I just quit watching well, them. Well, because I like Jerry and I hate to see him the wheels fall off on Jerry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they call him J. Edgar. Everybody has a nickname. Um, and so last week I watched episode number five. And I thought, okay, this is getting better. And earlier this week, I watched episode number six. And then I think Wednesday night, I watched episode number seven. And then last night, I watched episode number eight. And God, it's sad. It ended. That's it. The series is over. And it ended. Really? It ended really badly. Really badly. Really. Why did they do that? Really badly. And it left all sorts of things hanging. And they claim it's not going to be, they're not going to have like a, a, another, it's not going to come back. But supposedly he's going to come back as a private detective. Yeah. And in this. And Josh Hawley isn't going to use his position <laughs> right, for uh, right. future gain. Right. Mm-hmm. He's not going to use his position as attorney general for a stepping stone to a higher position, even though yes. a year later he was doing that. Thank you, Senator. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you remember that. You remember we met him. <laughs> yes, I do. Mr. Skinny, skinny Jeans and Mr. all. Mr. Skinny Jeans and Mr. Pirate Shoes. Remember he had pirate it's shoes It's 759. On? We're going to get. Remember, remember his pirate shoes? Remember the pirate I shoes? I do. <laughs> <Arg>. <laughs> Okay, we're out of here. Have a real good oh, weekend. Ladies. We'll have a real good weekend. 759. Peace and I fly. <laughs>